Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast with Brian, the biggest man in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben, the man with the most brightly coloured trousers in the local area. (laughs) (laughs) In the vicinity. And so this is the Alternative Twats podcast, so called because we're alternative. (laughs) And... (laughs) I actually forgot about that joke because you... Because we did the introductions thing, which I forgot about as well, until you started doing it. So, so that yeah. chuckle was genuine today, I can promise you that. I do apologise that we left the, well, someone <laughs> the, someone who is not me, who is the other half of this podcast, left in the 3-2-1 last week. Mm. You've, you've peeked behind the curtain and I hope it wasn't a Wizard of Oz moment <laughs> to be like, what? They don't just say hello? Yeah, I was, because it, it, it took me, I never listened to it. At least in the first week yeah. that we've put it out, because it's always because we've had the conversation recently. It's fresh in my head, but then I listened back at least a week later, and I was on a train last week, and I, I stuck it on, and I was sitting there, and it goes three, two, one. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I was like, there's nothing I can do now. I can't edit this out. This is yeah. on iTunes for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's not like it's like an hour afterwards. Yeah. It's an entire week. <laughs> exactly. I was like, the amount of people that would have listened to this, all <laughs> five of them. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I apologise, but that's that's what we do. That's to make, the way it goes. Yeah, that's what we do to make sure we say hello at the same time, <laughs> if you are wondering. And so getting the other apologies out the way, we sound like we are suffering. And I'll tell you that, that's why. That is <laughs> because, because we, we are, are suffering. <laughs> yeah, we did a little uh, mic test beforehand. We always do that every week, just to make sure that levels are okay and that we mm. sound okay and the mic's working properly. And we just both sounded like, no. <laughs> so I think we often say rip headphone users. I think it's rip anyone with a bass. Yeah. <laughs> because there is no treble coming out of my voice right now. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, right. But should we? Yeah. So while, while talking about how hungover we are, should we crack open let's a beer? Crack open <laughs> an old thumper. So shout out to Sharon from work, my work mum. This was my birthday present oh. um, from. Yeah. January, <laughs> and it's, it is now May. It's only May, yeah. <laughs> but um, this is a thought that counts. It is. So uh, thank you, Sharon, for this old thumper. A Ringwood Brewery, 5.1%, full of flavour craft ale. Uh, and yeah, I, we've already read that, actually, because we've already had one of these. So yeah. if you want to go back and listen to what it sounds for Brian <laughs> to read the, the story bit out. Shall I give it a little? Oh, that's quite a long story. It's quite it? long. It's not very it's interesting. It's not that long. Actually, okay. Here at Bringwood Brewery, we take things, we take two things seriously: our ales and our leisure time. Along with creating quality craft ales, we are relaxation enthusiasts. Our famed Old Thumper craft ale has a Moorish maltiness and a satisfying full flavour. Best enjoyed relaxing with friends and a cow pie. Now, a cow pie. Yeah, to me, that's a turd. That's a cow shit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Unless you are friends with. A cow shit, and then that's two birds, one shit. Or if they're talking about, like, a steak and ale pie. Yeah, but, like... Because steak is cow, is I steak guess. steak cow. Yeah, it's beef. Mm. So, maybe and this is an ale. But that is an odd way to phrase it. <laughs> I think it's a more funny way to phrase it is probably the point. Uh, I'm not sure. Because oh, it's, like, double meaning. Cow yeah, maybe, pie could maybe mean it is steak like... could mean... Shit. <laughs> 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 so, right, so, yeah. Yeah, pray silence for the crack. Oh shit! Oh. Ben, <laughs> did you get it on your bed? No, no, I didn't. 
but nearly did. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you could hear listeners, but um, that fizzed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the cycle over. <laughs> Probably what didn't help the the old fizz factor. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I I, th- I was like, I'm not hungover today. I'm fine. I'm doing really really well. I smelt it. Took it on the nose. I'm a little bit hungover. <laughs> this is going to be a struggle to get through the first one. I will not lie, ladies and gentlemen. But once we're through the first one, we'll mm. be all right. We will. Right. So take it on the nose. Yes, just a sort of standard. You. <laughs> I've literally quite literally taken it on, it on the nose. <laughs> how long have we been doing this podcast? And you don't know how to fucking smell some beer. It's a shame. This isn't. This is very. This is a very non-visual experience <laughs> is, for everyone yeah. else. So. Mm, I can't put my finger on anything. Sort of nuttiness, beeriness, wheatiness. There's nothing extravagant going on in this It's not a very strong smell. No. Let's have a sip. Mm, I don't know. Very standard ale. Yeah, it's it's nice and that is it. Yep. That's all there is to it for me. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so one of the things that we've got to talk about is me and you, it seems like a long time ago, we went to see the streets. We did. That was mental. And if you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at the alternative twats with a fourth, the A for the twats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, there is a picture of Ben holding a two-pointer cup, mm. um, of beer that looks massive in his hand. <laughs> we did one of us each for the, uh, for the Instagram, but the picture of me is atrocious uh, and I look... Like I'm possessed and also <laughs> the most tired man in the world. So, <laughs> but just rest assured, if you imagine what the picture looks like, it obviously looks like Brian is just holding a pint glass. I was gonna say, imagine that, someone holding a pint cup, and that's what it looks like. That, yeah, <laughs> that's the visual joke we were going for, but <laughs> yeah. it didn't quite work out. Um, and as I'm the one that puts all the pictures on the Instagram, I was like, this is not going up. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you enjoy it? Was it a good time? The streets was amazing. It was mm. fantastic. And I know tickets have gone on sale. They're probably sold out now, actually, for part two of the tour. He's doing three nights at Brixton again mm. in February. Um, but I kind of wish we could have got tickets. But um, just... Maybe. It doesn't fit. If it, if, they, if it had been announced, like, in four months, mm. and it was, like, a really good memory by that point, we were like, oh, we could do that again, then maybe I would have. But it was like, because it was just like, we've just seen them. Do we really need to... Do you want to go again? Do we want to fork out another 50 quid to go see <laughs> them again right now? Um, but no, it was a very good night. It had some very nice chicken mm. in Morley's... I think it was called Morley's Chicken um, in... House? Chicken House? It's Morley's Chicken something. Mm. It, or, or just Morley's Chicken. Maybe. Um, in Brixton, just around the corner from the venue. Because it was at the... Uh, O2 Brixton Academy, which is one of my favourite venues, full stop. So just going back to the chicken, when we say that it was nice chicken, it wasn't nice chicken. It was your horrible chicken shop chicken. But it was so good. But it was good. But it, it was, was good. very good. Um, the veggie burger that they cooked specifically for me and took about 15 minutes. It was good. <laughs> it was alright. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I did not have high hopes for this chicken place, but uh, I enjoyed In fact, we had some before the gig. Yep. Then when we went and got drunk at the gig. And then we got some more. And then we were like, let's go get some more chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was a good time had by all. Um, And seeing Could Be Well In 
Mm. Like perform live and dry your eyes. Dry your eyes was was the that highlight. was a sing along. Mm. I've got a video. I might put the video on the Instagram. Actually. Yeah, that'd be a good. That might be fun. Um, but yeah, they they were absolutely great. I'll tell you one of the fun things that I enjoyed. This it wasn't a highlight of the gig by any means, but it was one thing that I come back to and I chuckle every so often. That someone came up to me and said, "Do you want any gear?" And I was like. No, I've got like a charger, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, No, do you want any like stuff? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you're doing the druggy drugs. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm okay. I've got my two pint is probably too much for me it anyway. Is. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle the two pint. <laughs> and ha- by handle, I mean I just can't hold can't it. Can't even hold it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the streets was fantastic. Yeah. No, it was, it was a strange demographic, though, because if it you was. think of the message of a lot of the street songs, it's a lot about male angst, and there were a lot of angsty males. They were. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, 15 years older than us. Yes. Because that's when the streets had their peak, was like mm. 15 years... Well, I say 15 years ago. Yeah, about 15, yeah, 15 years, years ago. Years yeah, ago, like 2000. <laughs> when A Grand Don't Come For Free came out, that was 2003, I think. Mm. And that is one of my favourite albums, full stop ever. <laughs> um... And that was when they that was when they peaked, I'd say, because mm. that was when Dry Your Eyes and Fit Me, you know, it came out. Like both of those songs were on the album. So, um, but yeah, so it was great to see the streets. It was really the, good. Uh, is the takeaway from that. And if you get the chance, I'd go. Yeah, go again. Well, I say go again. Go. I'd say go. Just go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're feeling like it, go a second time. But. Don't stress about it. Yeah. I, oh, I also really enjoyed Blinded by the Lights as well. Just all yeah. of the songs off of A Grand Don't Come For Free, I really mm. enjoyed. Also, um, Don't Mug Yourself as well was a lot of fun. I think you went to the bar I was at stuck point. at the bar yeah. for that one. That was fun. Like, because for the first few songs, you know, you had Turn the Page and Let's Move Things Forward. Mm. And that was like a really good introduction and everyone was loving it. Mm. But as soon as Don't Mug Yourself came on, everyone started bouncing. My beard got like flicked up into my face. And it was just... It was, I'm, I'm very sad that I missed it. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, so yeah, if you like the streets, go see them. Go see them. If you don't know the streets... <laughs> Listen to a grand don't come for free. Start off with by like, the streets. By the streets, yeah, the album. Um, start off with songs like, well, fit but you know it is um, like their most famous song, I'd say, along with dry your eyes. So and so, this is a music recommendation hot off the press because I haven't even press. given it to you. But uh, Baxter Drury, 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 right? Uh, who is Ian Drury's son, right? Is very very streets like very very streets like like working class talking over a really good beat and a really good lick and just be like talking about life. Nice. It's really really good. One of the things that really gets me going is good storytelling in music. Mm. I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. That when we eventually get our blog up and running, which we need to get sorted out. Yeah. One thing I really want to do is do sort of like a a top ten albums for storytelling, Mm. like musically because I think because there are some that are just fantastic at telling the stories on the album um, or like telling a story through the whole album most importantly is what I'm talking mm. about um, you know like A Grand Don't Come For Free like the first song on that he's talking about how he's um, it's the song's uh, it was supposed to be so easy and he's talking mm. about having a day where he had all these things to do and he fucked up all of them and the last thing to do was to grab his one thousand pounds of savings and get going wherever he's supposed to be going, mm. 
and he gets home and it's gone. And he and then he that's when he's like, a grand don't come for free, you know, mm. kind of thing. And then by the end of the album, like the very last thing that happens at like towards the end of the last song is he finds the one thousand pounds that he lost. So it's it's just yeah. it's just really good storytelling. So I haven't listened to all of Baxter Jury's albums like in sequence. I've just listened to them on shuffle on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But um there is a song called Almond Milk about dating a girl and he's like Oh, I love her. I love her so much. She's so great. She's so fit. She's she's like so funny. She's so fantastic. And then she says, "Have you got the almond milk?" And she, he's like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You are way too high maintenance if you want almond milk." <laughs> I like that. Mind you, I'm even more high maintenance than that. I drink oat milk, not even almond yeah. milk. So, I'd say almond or almond. I see. I've only ever read it. And then, and then a lot of people try and police me and say, like, oh, no, it's almond. It's almond. <laughs> yeah, because I remember... Yeah. I don't know, lads. If you, if you have an opinion, tell me. Almond is what I go almond. with. Almond. Almond. So you pronounce the L? Yeah. Almond. See, I've... Because there's a fucking L in it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been told very, very specifically, I think by my sister, never, pro- never pronounce the L. Does your sister listen to this podcast? She might. Well... I calling her out. <laughs> She's wrong. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't have any authority to tell you how to no. pronounce almond, but I pronounce it almond. Can someone give us some nut advice? <laughs> tell us how you vocalise your nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's on that Facebook Messenger. Just send us an audio clip. <laughs> Have you vocalising your nut? I really, uh, yeah, do that, but, um, um, (laughs) oh, right, so I'm just, I'm going to take this moment, I've got a shout out to give that's been long overdue, Uh, Will Rivers, who I've never given a shout out to before, Uh, the last message I received from him, from him, that I haven't even opened yet, because I saw it, and I was busy, and you know when you just forget to reply, uh, was... Where's my shout out, bitch? So, um, I used to do. I used to run a radio show with Will. Um, I ran this radio show for three years. The first year I had a different co-host, but then for the last two, it was I did it with Will, and it was great. It was the pop punk show, all about pop punk music, which pop, pop. I barely even listen to anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So like yeah, good big shout out to Will. Sorry that it's taken so long. <laughs> I like the idea, well, I hate the idea that this podcast could ever end, but I like the idea that you just would stop being alternative and stop being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm done with those things. Like, I was done with pop punk, so fine. And then it's just, <laughs> I'm done with being a twat and also alternative. <laughs> I have to throw away all my Arctic Monkeys albums and, <laughs> and all of my, uh, what else have I got down there? My 1975 1975 <laughs> albums—they're never going in the bin. <laughs> um, oh, that's the thing to talk about. The 1975. Go on the 1975.com. Um, they have a countdown Ooh. on there at the moment, and it's very exciting. They keep posting new stuff. Um, they posted something that was very interesting. Um, I'm going to find it because they keep posting pictures on Twitter, sort of almost every day. Because I have tweet notifications on for the 1975 <laughs> because. I never want to dedication because if they announce a tour and I was and I were to miss that announcement and not get tickets, mm. uh, that would be it. 
<laughs> so um, I have to so I have to tweet, tweet alert. I don't have them for any other band, just the 1975. I, I don't have Twitter notifications for anyone. In yeah. fact, other than my year 11 maths teacher, because he would always tweet about the homework. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He no longer uses Twitter, but... Um, it was important not to miss it at the time. Yeah, so they tweeted this pitch. So they keep tweeting things that say, um, so it's, it says, first disobey, then look at your phones. Um, the 1975, a brief inquiry into online relationships. If I don't get to see the beauty of the end of culture, then at least I've seen the culture of the end of beauty. And then poetry is in the streets in full living colour. Now, they posted this picture, which I'll show to you, mm. um, which is a picture of the Ellen DeGeneres Oscars selfie. Uh, with the words soon to be picturesque ruins uh, mm. over the top of it, with everyone's face blurred out except Kevin Spacey, which mm. is very interesting to me because a lot of people were posting that picture with his face blurred out after. Yeah, the I, I didn't came see the Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. at the start. So <clears throat> I just I like I haven't even had enough time to think about the the message they're trying to put out. With that. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've got, so they put one out, um, modernity has failed us and it's got a picture of a baby with a VR headset on <laughs> or a toddler, sorry. Um, planned obsolescence, I guess is how you say it. Yeah. With a picture of two people holding hands and I don't even, oh, and so, there's a phone quite clearly mm, in a pocket there actually. So do you know what planned obsolescence means? No, I don't. So it's like with the iPhone, they say that there's planned obsolescence because they build it only to keep working for two years right yes and then okay. you'll buy a new one yeah uh so i think that the idea there is that relationships have planned obsolescence with the two hands holding oh my god that, like <laughs> you're planning for the end even as you start a relationship yeah jesus jesus that's really powerful that's yeah. hit me like just now yeah fuck but yeah so because as well so the reason they're called the 1975 <laughs> Is because Matt Healy um, bought some like journal from a uh, car boot sale or something once. Mm. I think it was a journal. It was something similar like that. And in the front of it, he opened it up and it said the first of June, the nineteen seventy-five. The nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, and that's an odd way to phrase it. So yeah, it said first of someone like it was handwritten. Someone mm. put first of first of June, the nineteen seventy-five. So he'd been tweeting that a while ago, like first of June, the nineteen seventy-five. Um, and everyone's like, oh, that's, you know, why they're called the 1975. But then people are like, are they going to put something out on the 1st um, of June? Yeah. And then this countdown is counting down to the 1st of June. So I reckon nice. they're going to put something out that day. Because I don't know if we've talked about the Arctic Monkeys, because they've released a track list, haven't they? Yes, they have. I an think we did talk about it on the, sure on the did, other part. But I'm very... So I had one of those moments where yesterday, because we've been drinking all weekend. Yeah, we have. I'll, I'll tell you about that, listeners. We've had a heavy, heavy weekend. Yeah. If you can't already tell. <laughs> but um, I, w I was thinking about, um, you know, when you just rem remember things, you're like, oh, that I'm really happy about that. Mm. I remembered that the Arctic Monkeys have a new album coming out. I was like, oh, that's great. They have a new album coming out in four days. Four days. Holy shit. That's just <laughs> the 11th of May, this Friday. It's Monday today. Holy shit. Yeah. That is exciting. Like that, the, the excitement is palpable. Yeah. Wait, so it's coming out on Friday? Yeah. And we're going to Brighton on Friday? Oh, we are. So we can listen to it on, on the, the train. Oh. And then we can, like, sing it at each other. Oh. Full volume <laughs> on, on a Brighton packed, Beach. crowded <laughs> train. <laughs> we should get a headphone splitter. We should. So that we can listen to it 
exactly the same time mm. off the same phone. We should. And and be able to both use both of our headphones. Yeah, because that... If we were listening it's to a it, different it experience it is, yeah. not having it surround sound. That is exciting. Mm. Oh, my God. Ugh. Because I've been listening to the Arctic Monkeys non-stop. I had a big tidy in my room today because it was a state. <laughs> um, and, uh, again, I spoke about it on the last podcast. Nothing's changed. I'm still <laughs> consistently listening to whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not. I also got the name of it wrong last week. What I did said, you call it? I called it whatever whatever you say I am. That's uh, what yeah. And then I was looking at it and I was like, that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I apologise for that. Oh, uh, on the subject... Okay, so we're on the subject of music. Mm. What have you been listening to? So, back to Drury. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I cannot recommend enough. He... So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, his songs sound nice. And then I heard Almond Milk and I was like, and he's got a sense of humour as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, I've been listening to enough of, enough, oh my God, it started playing, <laughs> the Limanias. Um, so I don't know why, but they are recommended if you're listening to Jury. Right. Uh, so, Limanias with like a little squiggly above the end. So, they're Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But you and your bloody foreign my... music. <laughs> Coming over here, putting. Stealing our record sales. <laughs> <laughs> putting music in my ears. Spreading their culture all about the place. <laughs> um, before... So, continue yes. your point. I'm going to crack open another beer. So, I, I've, been lis- I've been listening to enough new, mu- new music that the. Uh, the your daily mix on Spotify, I've had a new daily mix appear. Ooh, and I nice. wanted to just, like say a couple of tracks off of it, but it won't load. Oh, that is incredibly disappointing. So, you know when you like build up all of your momentum and it doesn't happen. But there is a new series of uh, Milton Jones's sitcom, mm-hmm. which is just Milton Jones puns all day, every day, <laughs> for half an hour. It is so, so good. He does puns incredibly well. He is amazing at puns. So it is called... Oh, no, it's not on the sketch bit. Uh, While you're finding that, yeah. this beer... So I said to Ben earlier, because you know we're both a bit hungover, so I said to him, get some weak beers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was his turn to buy the beers. We take it in turns each week, or each fortnight. <laughs> And uh, I picked up a beer just now, <laughs> and I thought, oh, we'll go for this one first. It's the nearest one. Oh, what's this? Uh, piston head full am- uh, sorry, piston head full amber lager. I was like, okay, lager. Amber on me. That should be all right. What's that? Six percent. Oh no. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. So um, we're going to go in percentage order. Is okay. how we're going to drink these. All right. And the weakest one we have is four point six. Oh no. That's a that be that would be strong for a that's week. A, that's, beer. A, that's a strong. It's not a strong beer, but it's strong for a weak beer. It is, yeah. So this is, or a weak strong beer. Mm. Um, so this is Piston Head Custom Lager, with a K for the custom. 4.6%. Um, custom brewed with a double clutch of Munchener Malt and Pilsner Malt injected with Spolter Select Magnum and Pearl Hops. That was a... That was a Difficult to read. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be like, you totally butchered all those words, but <laughs> Munchner Malt, that's how it's spelled, yep. injected with 
Sporter Select, <laughs> that's how it's spelled, and Pearly Hops. I think that's the only one you messed up. Is that oh, oh, Pearly, Pearly Hops. Hops, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's from, uh, in, uh, uh, imported to the UK by, no, okay, that's Imported fine. by someone. It might be American, from you know. Swede, yeah, brewed and canned by Brutal Brewing AB in Sweden. Sweden! So. Pray silence for the crack. Or always a fizzle. Yeah, I did it slowly this time because yeah. I'm not dumb after that last fiasco. Well, I mean, you are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, listen to that, that pause. You can you can tell even from the sound, listeners, can't you, that it is it's a fizzy beer. I think I poured that incredibly evenly as well. You really did. I'm very impressed. Considering I can't see the level in the can. Do you want some extra foam? I'm all right for my phone. So on the on the nose, it's quite citrusy, quite citrusy. Mm, nice. Like f- more floral than citrusy, actually. I rescind is not actually that citrusy; mm. it's just floral. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm, listeners. No one heard that. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> pretend that that wasn't as camp as it was. <laughs> That was uh, so good. Oh no! You know when we're like when we're a big deal, and people produce like those um, sound boards. Mm. That's going to be on it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but I like the use of the word "when" there, and not when. "if." <laughs> we got ambitions. Um, I've done a lot of Facebook advertising professionally in the past week. So I feel like we could get it going. We could get it going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very, very perfumey as well. I like that. Mm. This is it's definitely a lager. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's not a, a lager that takes a lot of work. No, although this, this might have been better cold. Uh, maybe. Especially as it is fucking baking today. It is <laughs> so hot. It's it's a bank holiday Monday, so I don't really understand why it's hot. So for our international listeners mm. in the in the England, <laughs> we have these things called bank holidays. Um, I'm probably sounding incredibly patronising. No, I, I'm not but sure I don't, that everywhere has bank holidays. I don't think they have bank holidays in America, if you're American, or no, they in have... M- Malaysian, or uh, North Korean. <laughs> then, uh, you're right, Kim. And you're the, That's something I want to talk about, actually. Yeah. The whole Korea thing. Um but no, in, uh, just diverting off that, Americans work a silly amount of days. A silly amount of days. I don't think they get Christmas off. Like, you have to take Christmas off. What? Or or e- either that or you get Christmas off but you get nothing else off. Blimey. Yeah, they, they work like something like the most amount of days internationally. I had ten days off over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, just because of what the holiday was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bank holidays... They're these random days off for no real reason. Other than the people at the bank need a holiday. They need a day off, yeah. Mm. That's why they're called bank holidays. So it used to be only people who worked in banks. Did it? Yeah. Oh, Ben's slapping us with the history here. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but we all, it's a nice day off for everyone. Mm. So we thought we'd do a bank holiday special. And actually, in, what's today? Oh, so no, our next podcast will be... Um, no, in four weeks' time, that podcast. Yeah. No, 
never mind. What are you trying to figure out? So basically, the next bank holiday is in three weeks' time. Ah, okay. So we won't be putting that one out on a bank holiday because Mm. that'll be the wrong week. But uh, I was going to say we'll do that one on a bank holiday Monday as well, but we won't. (laughs) If, If you are in a place with a bank holiday, like England... Or the UK in general. Yeah. Tell us how you spent it. Yeah. And if you are American or someone who doesn't have bank holidays, what would you have done with your bank holiday? <laughs> what would you have done with your Monday off? Um, but yeah, famously, bank holidays have miserable weather. Yeah. Like, it always rains on a bank holiday. and You it... never have fun on a bank holiday. No. And in fact, everyone plans a barbecue on the bank holiday. And then it rains. And then it rains. Um I'm having a barbecue tonight. You are having I'm a barbecue. I'm excited. I'm, I was excited to come until I found out <laughs> I could not. <laughs> yeah, that was a big disappointment. Just mm. uh, letting you know that. You're a, you're a big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no need to quote my mum. <laughs> um, right, so what would you, do you find the, what you were listening to? Um, uh, did it load? No, I didn't. It okay. didn't. Oh, so yes. Thanks a lot, Milton Jones. Is ah. Milton Jones's new because there was the House of Milton Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was something like, "Oh my God, it's Milton Jones!" Right, and someone's got to stop Milton Jones. <laughs> um, Milton Jones, police detective, or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. So he, he has a lot of things, um, nice. and they're all fantastic. They're all brilliant, and he's possibly. Like, if you boil all of the comedians down, literally boil them down into their comedy essence, I reckon that he would have the largest amount of residue. You reckon? Mm, Because just the amount of jokes that he's got and the quality of all of his puns. I suppose. He never, ever comes out with a pun where you go, Yeah, it's true, it's true. In fact... I remember his joke. I remember just before my granddad died, that the, the doctor said to cover his back in butter. After that, he went downhill very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rem- and another one is I remember um, working as a UN inspector for war crimes, and I came across a mass grave of snowmen. But it turned out it was just a field of carrots. <laughs> I um, the the one that I always remember from him, I think it was when he was on because he used to be on Mock the Week a lot. I don't know yeah. what's going on with Mock the Week these days. But yeah, I haven't watched it. In a while. I sort of stopped watching it after Frankie Boyle got kicked off. Mm. Um, but uh, I remember him. It was a joke, and I can't remember the full joke. But all I remember is he goes, "My grandfather, blah blah blah, my other grandfather." Blah blah blah. My, My other, other grandfather. grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> just, and that always cracked me up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to see him at Reading at one point because he was at Reading when I was there, like festival, because they always have comedians. Mm. Uh, like last year, I went to see Catherine Ryan. Oh my god, she's so good. I I really love Catherine Ryan. Yeah, like, me too. All the people I was with, like it was a, we were all sort of a bunch of lads, mm. and most of the other people didn't enjoy it. I don't think. Really. But I absolutely love Catherine Ryan. Catherine Ryan and Ashling B. I've not seen or heard she's Irish comedy. and I think I am both in love with both of them yeah because <laughs> um, like I didn't know Catherine I didn't know Catherine Ryan from panel shows like mm. I feel like most other people did I've only seen her stand up like she has a Netflix specials uh, uh, a Netflix special sorry not specials hey. <laughs> um, singular uh, and it's very good actually I can't remember what it's called now I think it is just Catherine Ryan isn't no it? it's Catherine Ryan something uh, um, sorry Catherine but Yes, but no, her, 
she's on tour at the moment, or is she off tour now? She was on tour. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I think she's off tour now. I don't know. It was, it was a while. With ago, the amount maybe. of banter that she has with other comedians on Twitter, she's probably off tour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but she's she's very funny. But um, if, what have I been listening to? Um, I've got a whole thing about what I've been watching. There's so many things, mm. and it's very exciting. So I don't know if I spoke about it last time because I feel like this came out before the last podcast. But Ariana Grande's new song "No Tears Left to Cry" is amazing. Like. I really love it. Like, especially the intro. It has it has very sort of... It's very kind of 80s uh, mm. with the music behind it. Uh, and I just think it is a great song, generally. Um, you look like you were going to say something about that. Just that, like, I listened to it and that I was expecting something that wasn't Ariana Grande. And it was right. Ariana Grande. Yeah. And it's like, cool. <laughs> yeah fair enough which I know is a bit blasphemy especially <laughs> for the group of friends that we have <laughs> but like Ariana Grande is Ariana Grande and she's good at what she does yeah that's a fair point yeah um, but I've been listening to her, her a lot actually more than just this song um, and actually realising that I like pretty much every song she's ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening through like all of her albums on this I had a three hour train journey and I was mm. just sat there and I was like, This is good, this is good, this is good. I'm liking this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So um yeah, still whatever people say I am, that's why I'm not by Arctic Monkeys like <sighs> Sound of the Century. I just wake up and I'm like I've and I have one of the songs stuck mm. in my head. The View from the Afternoon is the one at the moment. So last two weeks ago when I was talking about I was talking about Riot Van, wasn't I? Mm. Um, but The View from the Afternoon, um, the lyric, hang on, let me find it. Let me get it up uh, and find the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> um, where is it? Uh, and she won't be surprised and she won't be shocked when she's pressed the star after she's pressed unlock and there's verse and chapter sat in her inbox and all it says is that you've drank a lot. And I just... Because this album came out in, what, 2006? Mm. Like, that is... It just kind of shows how far we've come with phones, for starters. Yeah. Because to Press unlock your... star. After she's pressed unlock. So she literally, like, that's like a Nokia where you had mm. to... If you lock your phone, you had to just press a press unlock and then press star to unlock your fucking phone. That is insane, like, to think <laughs> that that was only 12 years ago. And then, and then play that story out a bit more. Imagine... Sending poetry to a girl while you're drunk <laughs> on one of those ABC like oh Nokia God, yeah. keyboards. That, Although that is love on the on the line and there's verse and chapter sat in her inbox. I don't quite think it literally means like poetry. I think it literally just means like it's three because it says about like it being three a.m. or something. Uh, after three, yeah. Uh, you, after you, three a.m. when the two for ones are done the pour, right. Yeah, you can pull your heart out around three o'clock when the two for ones are done the writer's block, and I think all it is is just it's literally like he got drunk and was like, oh, "I love you, I really care about you, I really want to be with you, I miss you," kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like not actually putting any kind of real effort, just getting drunk and drunk messaging her. I think is what see is what is how it appears to me. <laughs> Someone who has got drunk. I'd messaged girls' poetry before. <laughs> <laughs> Albeit not on a Nokia phone. Mm. <laughs> but I would believe that someone would do the poetry thing. Especially oh, if, totally if you are it. Alex Turner and you are a songwriter. But. Yeah, it's true. But I just, yeah, I totally am with you on that. I just don't think that that is what it is about. Mm. Like, as a song. But that song, 
that, that, that those lines in the song are just. I I really like the line from. Oh, sorry, and. No, it's right. You go first. You from go first. the Ritz to Rubble, mm. um, you can swap jumpers and make another move. Still in your brain, you got something to prove to all the smirking faces in the boys and Mac. Yeah. Why can't they be pleasant? Why can't they have a laugh? Yeah. Um, I, I also... feel like I've done that on the podcast before, but I don't care. <laughs> the lines. Another line that I can't get out of my head is, um, uh, "I want to see all the things that we've already seen. I want to see you take the jackpot out of the fruit machine and put, it, put it all, all back, back in." in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, and you've got, you've got to understand, understand you, can you can never, never beat, beat the bandit. bandit. No. Yeah. Um, so, Arctic Monkeys, big shout out. New album on fucking Friday, the 11th of May. Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. <laughs> Uh, should we get the tracklist up? I want to read through all of the songs on the tracklist. Can I'm you get it up? Sure, I'm, talking about I'm sure I'm that we've to. done that. Yet, no, we said like week. some of the ones we like, but I couldn't remember all of them. Um, but also, I've been listening to Post Malone's new album. Now, Post Malone is someone that I never thought I would really get into. I've always liked the way he is online. Like he's a massive fucking meme lord on Twitter. He is very and funny. he's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I was watching Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity on Netflix, which is very good, and I would recommend watching it uh, and donating to that cause if uh, if you can. But they they'll talk about that on the on the actual special. Um, but I, also, I find that really interesting. Is that's Netflix's first charity special as well, which changes things up a little bit um, for Netflix and changes the game a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah. It's a, it's great. It's really funny, uh, and they do sort of bring it down and talk about the cause and stuff as well, like which I wasn't sure that they'd actually do. Mm. Um, but because it's for out, they're raising money for Alzheimer's. Excuse the extra noise there. Ben was just rummaging in his bag. Sorry, I was <laughs> retrieving my phone charger. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and they're, they're raising money for Alzheimer's charities. Um, but they've done hilarity for charity quite a few times, but it's never been like a televised event before. I think is what they were saying. Because his wife's dad, uh, sorry, his wife's mother has uh, Alzheimer's, I think. So it's like a mm. close to home kind of uh, cause. Um, but uh, where was my point? You were listening to Post Malone. And oh, yeah. The thing that you normally do. Post Malone was a musical guest on that. Uh, and he sung a song that was not his. It was like a famous song. I can't remember what song it is. The Star Spangled Banner. It wasn't that, no. But he sung it and he sung it very well. And I was just like, nice. And then I was just like, I saw his new album come out and I thought, I'll give it a listen. And I was sitting there listening to it and I thought, this is not my cup of tea ever at all, full stop. But, uh, why am I enjoying this so much? (laughs) And it is amazing. I was listening to it today as well, like really loud. I was like blaring it with my windows open and stuff like out of my speakers. And it's just... It's it's really good. The good songs, um, Psycho, uh, Better Now, Sad, uh, Rich and Sad is a good one. Um, but yeah, Post Malone's new album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, I think it's called. So I'm just going to jump off of that and say that uh, Donald Glover's... Oh, that was I was getting to that as well. Yeah. So the new Childish Gambino single. Yeah. Um, so he hosted Saturday Night Live on Saturday, and apparently he was incredible. And I really want to try and find a stream of it (laughs) online or something and try and watch the whole thing. Um, But he, during his Saturday Night Live appearance, he dropped two new songs. One, he put out, like, the video for it. I think he put the video out on Saturday Night Live. Um, And then the other song he just, like, performed. Because I think 
if I'm not mistaken, not mistaken, he was also the musical guest, oh, which is amazing. Imagine. Like Donald Glover hosted, and Childish Gambino was the musical guest. Nice. I think so. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is America by Childish Gambino. The music video it's is amazing. Just incredible. Like, go and watch it. His dancing in it is phenomenal for starters because he's it's so weird and he's pulling all these really fucking weird mm. faces, and then. There's a lot of stuff about like gun violence in it, essentially, and mm. it's incredibly powerful and just very good. And go and watch the video. And the song itself is good as well. He's rapping again, mm. which is nice, because his last album didn't rap at all. But not that that was a bad thing, because his last album was phenomenal. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how much... I suppose you can't spoil a music video, can you? But... I don't know. I feel like it's more powerful if you're watching it for the first time. Not, okay, no. all right. I'm not going to spoil it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's very, very fresh. Yeah. Um... But uh, the guy on the horse is all I'm going to say. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you took a massive gulp there and you couldn't react. Could yeah, you? there's a bit... Well, yeah, what all I, all I say is the bit that really did it for me, there's this bit with a gospel choir um, singing, like, the main hook of the song and then something... Ha- and it's just... It's so well done, mm. so powerful and fantastic. Um, so, yeah, This Is America by Childish Gambino. Give that a listen as well. I was about to... That was my next point, which you stole yes. from me, you bastard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, also, I was in a... I was in Middlesbrough. I can't tell you why. Last week. Um, and... There's no discernible reason <laughs> to ever go to Middlesbrough. <laughs> unless, it wasn't actually that bad. Unless you want to be uh, <laughs> below top bra and above <laughs> bottom bra. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Um, but I was in Top Shop in Middlesbrough, um, and there was a song on, and it keeps happening. I'll keep being in a shop, like H&M or Top Shop or something, and a song will be on, I'll go, this sounds really good. And then I'm like, realising that I've been thinking that for the last three minutes, and I'm like, shit! And I scramble for my phone, and I scramble <laughs> to my SoundHound app, which is basically Shazam, but it also like syncs up with your Apple Music and adds songs to your Apple Music playlist if you listen to it anyway and I was like shit shit I'm scrambling for it scrambling for it like holding it up in the air and uh, and there was a song called Someone by Anna of the North and Anna of the North I was listening to a whole bunch like her album and a whole bunch of her mm. singles and stuff she's great I think you might like her as well to be fair nice that's her that's her face that on, is her face album cover. she has a face I can I she can looks confirm. Scandinavian she does I would say but I don't know that I have no I have no real <laughs> basis for that. That's just uh, how I think she looks. Um, and Lily Allen, I've been listening to an awful lot. Oh, of as Lily well. Allen is. Has she got anything new out? Or um, no, not like brand new. She had an album out last year. I think. Is that Sheezus? No, Sheezus is old. Sheezus is like twenty thirteen or something. That's what I was thinking. Um, no, she has uh, no shame, which came out. Oh, oh, actually. Tell a lie. No Shame is on pre-release on Apple Music right now, which means the album isn't out. But she does have three songs off it, which is Trigger Bang, featuring Gigs, um, Higher, and Three. And I haven't listened to any of those. so I feel like I've listened to all of those, but I can't remember them. Sheezus was 2014. Yeah. Like, Sheezus is great. I mean, Jesus I was listening to that great. like recently, but Hard Out Here... I remember when Hard Out Here came out. Do you know that song? Hard Out Here, here for, for a, a Bitch. bitch. That one, yeah. Hard and for, uh, for a bitch. The music, when that, there was a video for that when it came out. I the, haven't seen the video. The music video was great. Because there's, so in um, Blurred Lines, the music for video for Blurred Lines mm. by Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams, there's balloons in the background in the video at one point. 
that say Robin Thicke has a big dick. Yeah. And in the music video for Hard Out Here, because the whole song is about misogyny in the music industry and misogyny in general mm. and how it's hard out here if you're a woman kind of thing. And like, there's a part where she's dancing in front of these balloons that, that read Lily Allen, <laughs> Lily Allen has a baggy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so great. And the, like, the song is fantastic and lyrically as well. I mean, Lily Allen's a fucking lyrical genius, mm. I think. But um, The Fear, I've been listening to a lot of. Like, I know that's probably like her, one of her most famous songs. Because mm. I started listening to her because you mentioned Smile the week before and said it was by Kate, Burr, Kate Nash. Yes. And um yeah, so then I was like, I'd had Lily Allen searched on my phone. Sorry, Lily Allen. <laughs> and, I, and I saw no fi- uh, The Fear, and I was like, oh, I haven't had this in a while, and I stuck it on. And the, the lyrics on that, like the opening lyrics, that really just, I think they're just fantastic. Um, let me get it up. Uh, we haven't uh, gone that long. <laughs> Oh, no. um, I want to be rich and I want lots of money I don't care about clever, I don't care about funny I want loads of clothes and fuck loads of diamonds I heard people die when they're trying to find them mm. and it's just it's so and the way that she sings it as well so like oblivious and mm. shallow yeah I, but like I don't know deliberately how you could, so yeah like. I don't know how you can sing shallow but she does it She like, <laughs> I, and I think what you were saying about storytelling in song mm. she does that by the barrow yeah (laughs) she does like and and just the line i am a weapon of massive consumption and it's not my fault it's how i'm programmed to function just the the just the words uh, weapon of massive consumption just i just love it like she's fucking amazing and the song not fair as well which Mm. is like this sounds like this weird country kind of giddy up cowboy song but then she's singing about how she has the nicest boyfriend ever and he's phones her all the time to make sure she's alright and he cares about her so much and he does everything for her but he's really shit in bed. <laughs> and like, I remember listening to that song when it came out and I heard it on the radio and I remember them playing it and then the guy on the radio going, oh, I feel sorry for whoever that's about. Because <laughs> in that, she says something along the lines of, um, I say something along the lines of, I'm gonna get the lyrics up. Because <laughs> um, she she has another song about um, she gets a boyfriend, they move in too quickly, and they're like madly in love, and everyone tells them that they're stupid, yeah, and um, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, but they do it anyway. Yeah, and uh, that one hit me, hit me in the feels. <laughs> um, Oh, yeah, oh, I lie here in the wet patch in the middle of the bed. I'm feeling really darn hard done by it. I spent ages giving head. And I was just like, I heard that when I was, what? I mean, when did this album come out? Like 2009? Mm. 2010, maybe? And, I, yeah, I understood it. But I remember them playing that on the radio. Yeah. Like, I guess she doesn't swear at all, so... No. But it, <laughs> it's still, it's like... And as a child, you're like, there's a wet patch on the bed. Maybe he weed himself. 2009. So I was, what, 14? 13, 14, mm. depending on when it came out. Um, but yeah, as well, it's, uh, you know, she, cause she's just talking about how he's like so nice and, um, but he is just bad in bed. Yeah. And she's then, I remember all the nice things that you've ever said to me. Maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe you're the one for me. And it's like, I can, it's like, I can feel the confliction yeah. in the song. It's like, and that is a very, I think that's a very, can be a very realistic 
uh, situation com- to find yourself. Yeah, because I think you know, I, like sex is important. Mm. You know, and if you're in that situation, I think that could be could like be a, a deal moral breaker. dilemma. Kind yeah, of thing. because as well to break up with someone because they're to break up with someone that cares so much about you and does everything for you because they're bad in bed mm. is would feel shitty especially since like especially in our culture we're programmed to think like well sex is sort of still bad or still naughty mm. that like that you were dumping someone because you wanted to do bad things better yeah i get yeah i get what it, you're saying it's yeah. like it's not like oh it's because you can see the reverse it's like oh yeah we, we have an amazing time in bed but he never does the washing up. It's like, oh yeah, dump him, dump him straight away. But he always does the washing up, but he's really bad in bed. Yeah, that, it's, that a, it's seems very like different. Yeah. yeah, if it's the other way around, it's a whole different thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it's just really interesting. And Lily Allen, just I've been She's listening great. to a lot of her, and mm. she she is just great. <laughs> she just doesn't take any shit. Yeah, I love it. Um, and she gets a lot of shit in the media for being very politically outspoken. Mm. Um, and I don't think she deserves the shit she's getting. But, I mean, you know, that's the Daily Mail for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a woman woman with an opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, unless you're the Prime Minister. <laughs> right, what are we going for next? Which one? This one. Uh, B7, the B-17 Hopstruck Pilsner. Yeah, so I... Because we have a joke that, like, we'll be drinking some bees. No, we'll be true, drinking yeah. bees. So I had to get the B-17... High flying taste with down to earth values. Uh, launched from the backyard brewery in Falkenberg. That um, is not in the UK. That is from Sweden again. Sweden. We're on the Swedish beer today. I think all of these. What's this one? This one. Oh, this one's from Glasgow. Uh, but that one's Swedish as well because that's Piston Head again. Mm. Um, uh, Shout out to Sweden. Let me read you the story on this one. Yep. UK chief medical officers recommend men do not regularly exceed three to four units daily. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. This one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this one doesn't have a story. But um, Don't drink and fly, it says. Dr- d- where? Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, because it's got a plane on the air. Uh, <laughs> the B-17. Passion and curiosity. Right, that's... Uh, I'm very curious. I'll let you know about my passion levels. Ooh. Oh, it is lively. <laughs> He's licking it off of his fingers as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Wiping on my bare shorted legs. <laughs> oh, come on, there we go. As his hulking fingers hug the can. Hulking. There's a uh, a line in The Great Gatsby, isn't there? I hate that word, hulking. <laughs> that Tom Buchanan says, I think. Yeah, he also says something about the. Uh... The white superior race or something I think yes. in that book so uh, he's not to be listened to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we are pro hulking on this podcast anti Tom Buchanan <laughs> also so on the right on the subject of the great cats yes while we're here I uh, I'm very conflicted mm. with how I feel about it because obviously so I feel like this may alienate some people listening because if you haven't, if you haven't read, read the, the Great Gatsby, but it was it was a set text for GCS for A level, I think. Yeah, but if you're like international listening True. to this, <laughs> also it's there, an American there was, classic. There, there was a film with Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio as well. But Daisy is such a weak character 
But and I'm always like, God, you're so weak and airy and pathetic, and I'm just like, ugh. And even in, and in the film, she's played so airy and pathetic, like deliberately because that's her character. Mm. But then I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this is just F. Scott Fitzgerald didn't like writing women very well. Mm. <laughs> and then it's like, which side of this? Because that's how the story is. And then, but obviously, you have to go with what's written if you're or with your opinion on the story. Yeah. But it's. It's hard to find myself agreeing with an opinion when I know, like, and I and I've read a lot of things about how F. Scott Fitzgerald was terrible at writing women, mm. like, or wrote women very distastefully in his books. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. F. Scott Fitzgerald is fine. And then I was like, what other book have I read by uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald? Oh, a diamond as big as the Ritz, a story about three sisters and a guy decides to reject all of them because they don't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. I I did read that in the midst of A-Level, so I might have got the storyline wrong, but I can remember there is not a very favourable yeah. um, depiction of women in that. Yeah, so maybe, maybe it is a depiction of... Um, well, it, I think one of the good thing about The Great Gatsby as a piece of art is that it accurately depicted a time in history. Yeah. And history, as we all know, <laughs> is, is often really, really oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, things are normally better now than they were in history. Mm. So the misogynistic views that come through in The Great Gatsby are sort of valuable to show us how far we've come and where we need to not regress to. Very important point. But also, I remember talking to my friend... Um, Adez, shout out to Adez, um, and he was saying, yeah, I hate The Great Gatsby because it's like really racist, and I was like, that's not that racist, and he was like, that's because you you read it as a white person. Mm. The fact that like the protagonist of the story describes some black people in a car as like the Negroes pretending to be white or whatever it is, mm. it's like... Uh oh, and then and then I came back because I really don't want the Great Gatsby to be a bad thing. Yeah, and so I came back and I was like, actually, no, you're wrong because he's just trying to show the flawed nature of um, Nick. Yeah, uh, Nick of Caraway. Nick of Nick as a character, and he was like, no, you're wrong, and I was like, <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then there's like a lot of the old uh, Disney cartoons. Mm. Um, that have some incredibly racist depictions in them, especially of black people when they came out in like the 1930s and mm. stuff like that. Um, and but now they put like a notice before them saying because with Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> what Whoopi Goldberg does a like the uh, views that were depicted in these cartoons are of their time, and we've decided to leave the racist bits in because. It would be worse because it, it would be far it, more. It'd be worse to like white to pretend it. they didn't happen. Yeah, mm. and like, but I, I didn't know it was Whoopi Goldberg that did that. That's interesting. Well, she I mean, does it on some of them. She right, okay. might not. Do I was going to say because I've seen it as like a written text mm. thing, um, but yeah, they say that you know they they the the views depicted are views of their time and they're not representative of today's society. But to um to just pretend they never happened would be far more. Uh, offensive or insulting or mm. you know whatever and I think that's interesting like with what you're saying about Great Gatsby as well yeah and I do I do think it's interesting but similarly 
I don't know, if someone wrote The Great Gatsby now and someone said, let's make a film of it, I'd be like, no. Mm. So it's... Mm. Like, I, I, would, I wouldn't be... But then maybe, like... No. Now, this doesn't take away from any of what has just been said at all whatsoever, full stop. <laughs> but because we also studied it, we didn't just read it, mm. I feel like we maybe have a far larger, broader insight into these kind of things to do with the book than someone who's just reading it would. I don't know. I think from a very surface level, the the, the idea that he's calling black people Negroes. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm, not, like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about the like issue with how the women are written. Oh, how, how women are written, yeah. Because I think that's probably a case for a lot of modern literature still. Yeah, I, I think that that is interesting that really women still aren't written that well unless yeah. they're written by a woman. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, like, that is one of one of the things that I think puts a, like, a good artist and then a great artist is a great artist can write something that is not of their own experience but it be realistic. Mm. Yeah. And I think that none of the women in The Great Gatsby are realistic. Yeah. So, yeah, I just that just popped into my head. Mm. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what we were fucking talking about now. But I'll tell you what I have been watching, because I feel like yes. we might need to move on to that. I've got a lot to talk about here, so yeah. So, I, I've been watching... There's, there is a new episode of The 3%, which is like a really, really cool Brazilian... Um, dystopian sci-fi about you go through the the process el processa um, <laughs> at uh, age twenty, and then if you pass, you're part of the three percent. You get to go to this magical island where they fulfil all of your wishes, and if you don't, then you're ninety seven percent, and you just have to live out your life in the shitty uh, onshore place and just hope that your kids get in, but you will never, ever go offshore. Wow. And it's really, really good. And one of the things that I was, I was watching it and be like, yeah, I, uh, I'd really like to brush up on my Spanish. So, um, I, I don't, I don't remember all of these words. Like, you say, it, you say it was Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching it. I was like, and then I looked at the subtitles and it was so, cause I listened to it with English subtitles. Yeah. But, um, with, Brazilian audio, yeah. and it's Brazilian Portuguese because that's what they speak in yeah. Brazil. Because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was just thinking about it as you were saying it, and I was like, mm, that yeah, doesn't sound right. That language. <laughs> um, what else have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching. Oh, what did I watch an entire series of? I was very, very hyped about it. I got so hyped about. Oh, I've been watching Riverdale, and Riverdale has maintained its status as the most trash show. They had a musical <laughs> episode. I don't know if you watch Riverdale. I So a lot of American shows do this, and I'm very here for it. Like... Uh, yeah, it was so bad, though. <laughs> and then it was... Because you know it's like a crime, murder, mystery type thing. Yeah. And then... So they, they have the musical, and then they show the rehearsals, and you get really, really hyped for the finale. And then... For X or Y reason, the show doesn't go on. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, what, what have you been watching? Well, 
uh, can't remember what I was. Oh, then there is a new season oh. of Dear White People out. Oh, nice. Which I would like to watch and see what it's like. Because yeah, I have heard a lot of really good things about it. Um, there was I remember seeing one thing that was like, Dear White People promotes white genocide. And I was like, shut up. Because <laughs> um, that's first... Like I haven't even watched it, but I'm almost certain that there is not even a hint of anything remotely like that in the mm. fucking show anyway. Um, as it was a film before, wasn't it? Dear White People. Uh, was it? Yeah, th- the film is also on Netflix. I did not know that. Yeah. I need yeah. to watch Dear White People. Maybe watch the film first and the series. I've I watched like... the series. Oh, okay. Well, then watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't seen either, uh, but uh, I have heard very good things about mm. it. Um, yeah, well, you're talking about musical episodes. Um, I remember them doing... So I one show that I've never watched and will never watch, and I hate the idea of watching because it was just ruined for me instantly by the fandom of the show, mm. is Supernatural. Um, okay. There's the whole... You know the whole Super Who Lock... Thing. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a very real thing, mm. and I cannot watch Supernatural. Luckily, I already was watching Doctor Who and, and Sherlock at the time, so it didn't ruin those. But I will never watch Supernatural because I can't because of that. Um, I don't watch Doctor Who anymore anyway, really. Although I actually am very interested to watch it uh, with, with um, the lady. Oh no, this is awful. I... What's her name? Please look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. <laughs> oh, I feel so... Uh, Claire... Um, uh, Come on. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie... Claire. Oh, great. Um, Jodie Whittaker, yes. I am in, very interested to watch it with her. Um, because I think that it was about time there was a woman doctor. Mm. They've made it very clear for a fair few years mm. that it can be a woman. Yeah, in I the mean, show, so. you're an alien. Yeah. You can probably be a woman. An alien that can... Regenerate like, and yeah. travel in time yeah. and as a magic screwdriver. Yes. So, um, no, I mean, I'd be interested to watch just that. But, um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. My sorry, I just wanted to mention on the... Sorry, are you about to conclude? No, I'm continuing my point, but it's fine. Okay. Go. So I, I was going to say on the topic of white genocide. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't. Know. Sure. When we went to the streets, yeah, uh, you went into the bathroom of St Pancras, and you sent me a picture, and you said, "Oh yeah, isn't this disgusting?" Yeah. Um, and it was a sticker that someone had stuck on the ceiling of St Pancras toilets yeah. that said, "Diversity equals white genocide." Yeah. And so I've I like know a fair amount about like racist YouTube and I know that that's a fairly common talking point so I was like yeah disgusting 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 so did you take it down and I just didn't even that like that wasn't even a thought that went into my head Mm. to take it like I don't and I and I think that was like a bit of an eye-opening thing for me for you to for you to say that to me because that's the kind of thing you would do all the time and you're like well I don't want to like paint myself as Jesus, but, like, I no, I, but like, I quite often take action rather than think about things. Yeah, and whereas I reckon I am the other way around, I think about things a lot more than I actually take action. Mm. And that made me think about that a lot. Because when you were like, did you take it down? As soon as you said that, I was like, of course I should have taken it down. <laughs> um, so you then went and on yeah, the way back... after you, the gig, yeah. I, I went and... And so because I'm not very tall, <laughs> I, I was balancing on the cistern 
and on the loo roll holder. And I was like, this is not going to take my weight for very long. <laughs> I was scraping away at it with my nail and I could see people, like the guy in the cubicle next to me was like looking up like, are you watching me shit or something? <laughs> I was just trying to scrape away at it. But I got it down. I'm very proud. It's one of my like anti-Nazi trophies. Mm. I feel like Have my granddad. Yeah, I've kept it. <laughs> now, on a, yeah, it probably... that. Yeah, that pales in significance that any anyone who's ever done any good. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> well, I felt very proud. It of is very it. small, but it's it's a small uh, feels a small like victory. Small victory, yeah. Um, but supernatural, supernatural. <laughs> what a yeah, transition. <laughs> um, I actually have a photo of you holding that sticker. Yeah, I don't know if I want to put that on the Instagram no, because I don't, I don't want to. It will be taken out of context. Yeah, exactly. Because especially as you're holding it very stern-faced, holding your middle finger up as well. Yeah, well, the, the look I was going for is like, fuck racism. Yeah, but, but it, it looks, it looks like... a little bit like I'm like... <laughs> fuck, fuck diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Supernatural, Supernatural, they did a musical episode. Mm. I never saw it, because I've never watched Supernatural, and I'm not going to. But then I was started becoming more aware of other shows doing that as well. And uh, Supergirl did a musical episode and I have seen that because that was a crossover episode with The Flash and that was quite good actually. Um, very corny, very cheesy but good. Mm, yeah, I was going to say that sounds the cheesiest. It's like, it's very tongue in cheek when they do it. Mm. Like in the Supergirl one they went to another dimension or something where everyone <laughs> sings in like musical oh, stuff and it was yeah. really, it worked really well and was quite funny. Um, and the but my favorite example of it is the it's always sunny in philadelphia musical episode which i still have not seen it's fantastic it's called the gang turns black and they they wake up in the morning and realize they're all black people mm. but they to them they still look the same but as soon as they look in a the mirror they can see they see themselves as black and everyone else sees them as black people and then it's like this very uh, i've spoken about this episode on the podcast have, before yeah. definitely but yeah the the song they're just singing like what are the rules what are the rules about being black in America, essentially? <laughs> uh, and it's really, yeah, it's a really good episode, really good musical episode. Um, let's take just take a little breath there because I just also we didn't talk about our last beer at all. No, we didn't even we didn't talk about how it smelled, how it tasted. It no, was, it was good. It was all right. It was yeah, fine. it was just a very very standard beer. Should we like keep cracking on? Yeah, we've got two more to go. Yeah. So this is uh, disco forklift truck mango pale ale. Speaking of trucks, did you get that uh, track list up for the Arctic Monkeys album? I did get the track track list up, and then I oh, and then I googled who is the actress from Doctor Who. Ah. <laughs> right, well I'll pull this. Uh... I've got it up. I've got it up. So do you, do you mind if I read them out, or do you want to? No, you can read them out because uh, people will prefer to hear your voice than mine. <laughs> Only when yours is being funny. <laughs> okay, so. So, hang on, let's just take this on the nose. This, let's sip it, and I then... I'm telling you now, this is going to oh, be one of the best ones we've ever had So this, this is the Mango IPA, isn't it? That is fruity, oh yeah. Oh my so, god. This is Disco Forklift Truck Mango Pale Ale. Oh. Uh, mango Fandango Tropical Pale Ale, Juicy Fruit, Sweet Malt, Soft Bitter Undertones. Um, brooding it smells Glasgow. amazing. It smells amazing, and the sip I had off the can, this is maybe one of my favourite okay. ones we've ever and had. Cheers. So, yes. Mm. Oh, that is so nice. Oh, 
Oh my god, the aftertaste oh, as well. Yeah. That mango really like punches you in the mm. face afterwards. That's really fucking nice. Oh my god, yeah. Mm. And that's like 5.4%. That is like drinking a sweet. 5.1%. Oh my god, that's so nice. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's... Uh, oh, can you unlock your phone? <laughs> so we've got Star Treatment, One Point Perspective, American Sports, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, Golden Trunks... I'm very excited about the idea of that. That just makes me think of Rocky from the Rocky Horror oh, Picture yeah. Show. Um, four out of five. I like to think of that as being similar to Fit But You Know It. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a four out of five or something. Uh, the world's first ever monster truck front flip. I'm so excited to hear that. I'm so excited You know so that that is going to have a that. fantastic baseline. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, science fiction. I reckon science fiction is going to be so is going to be fantastic as well. Mm. Um, I reckon that'll be like a big single. Just just from the name of it. I, that's, I have no other basis for that. Um, she looks like fun. I remember you saying that one. Mm. You reckon it's going to be great. Batphone. As in like Batman. Batphone. Uh, and the final track. The Ultra Cheese. Which the I Ultra am Cheese so excited for. And I know that like. The Ultra Cheese is going to be a feature of the indie disco. And it's going to be making fun of indie discos. Mm. Mm. And it's going to be played on all of your indie discos. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's an agree. yeah, that's a... Like that, um, Brian, Top Marks for Not Trying. Mm. Um, Brian Storm. That's Brian my Storm, fucking anthem. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being at uni and going to the propaganda night at uni. And that would come on every single time. And I'd just be like, Brian, top marks for not trying. Did, did you ever make it so that we couldn't take our eyes off your t-shirt and tie combination? Did you I ever nev- wear a t-shirt I never and went tie? out with a t-shirt and tie because I'm not a fucking knob. Mm. <laughs> but you are a Brian. Um, if you do wear a t-shirt and tie combination, you're a knob. Uh, Unless you listen to our podcast, in which case, carry on. You're still a knob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you embrace the uh, being a knob, then, mm. you know, fair Yeah, enough. I mean, we're twats. We are. <laughs> Start an alternative <laughs> knobs podcast. <laughs> I did wear a t-shirt and tie maybe once when I was like 14. Mm. Maybe. I don't think uh, I've ever done it. No, you don't. <laughs> Just don't do it. Um, unless you've got like maybe an open uh, shirt over the t-shirt. Mm. You know, like a flannel shirt oh yeah maybe that could work but uh, other than that don't do it no. just don't and even then it, I wouldn't I wouldn't a, even do that a tie in a casual context just mm. put it away yeah unless it's like tied around your fucking mm. head or something but yeah um, so yeah I'm very excited for that but what I have been watching yes so there's a new show on Netflix called Agretzko uh, which is a Japanese I have seen that advertised it's a Japanese anime Oh, all right, that's fine. Um, it's very cute. So it's chibi kind of anime. Do you know what that? Do you know what that so chibis are like very like short, incredibly cute, like uh, cartoons. Mm. Um, so all the characters in them are, very, are really sort of like short and cute, and it's about this girl called Retsko, who is a red panda, <laughs> and uh, she's this cute little girl. She works in the office. She's a, an accountant. She's twenty five. She's single. That's like something that she says as an intro or whatever. And uh, and she's like incredibly stressed at work. Her boss is a literal pig. <laughs> um, called like Mr. Toad or something like that. And uh, to deal with the stresses of her life, she 
sings death metal karaoke. What? <laughs> and it's incredible to watch. Because the whole show, like, most of the show is, like, quite cutesy and, like... Yeah. It's, like, it's, it has very, sort of, adult themes in... Not, like, adult themes, but, like, mm. in that she Mature. has... A, yeah, like, she has a job and she's very stressed with her job and stuff like that. But it's... There's not any bad language or anything like that, really. But as soon as she starts singing the death metal, she's, like fucking swearing and like <laughs> calling her boss a misogynistic pig and stuff like that and it's it's really really good fun all the episodes are like 15 minutes long as well mm. so it's really easy to digest that sounds like something I might need to dip into it's really fun um, but yeah it's called Agretzko mm. but it's spelt like Agretsuko just for the if you type A-G-G-R it'll come up <laughs> um, so that yeah that's really good I recommend that but uh, more excitingly the most excitingly um, uh Arrested Development. So I've been a massive Arrested Development fan since like 2011, when I first got Netflix, and that was the reason I started paying for Netflix as well. So uh, that's a big step in is. making your life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and um, it's uh, it is fantastic. Arrested Development is amazing. The first three series are so phenomenal, comedy-wise. Like they're so well written. The acting is so funny. Just everything about it is amazing. And Ron Howard produces and narrates it as well. Um, and Netflix, that was the first Netflix... No, sorry, the second Netflix original series that ever, they ever put out. So House of Cards was the first. Mm. And then they did a fourth season of Arrested Development. So it was a Netflix semi-original series. Mm. Um, and being a, like, being a massive fan of Arrested Development, I was, couldn't wait for this fourth series. Couldn't wait. And it was... And eventually it came May 13th, 2013, I think it was. And it came out and I watched it all and I enjoyed it. But it wasn't as good as the first three series. Mm. They changed the format. So what they did for the fourth series is they did... Each episode was about a character and it focused on that character. And then what they what the intention was, was that all of the episodes the sort threads. of cross over in the... Mm. A lot of them take place in the same timeline and they all cross over kind of thing. And it didn't, a lot of people didn't like it. It didn't work that well. Um, I enjoyed it on first watch, but then I've rewatched the rest of development a few times since. Um, and every time I get to series four, like I will watch, like a couple of months ago, I rewatched the three series in like a week. And then I got to the fourth series and I got like three episodes in and then I just stopped and didn't watch any more. So I think that says mm. an, a fair amount. Like, even though I kind of enjoy it, it was, you know, it, but. Yeah. They've put uh, Mitch Hurwitz, who is the creator of Arrested Development, recut the fourth series to make it the same format as the first three series. So nice. it's so it's just like how the first three series were. Mm. So there was fifteen episodes in series four originally, and now it's twenty-two episodes, um, all recut. So it takes place chronologically. Uh, there's no interweaving timelines things. It focuses. It features all the characters evenly across the whole mm. series. Sorry, um, and it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like I'm rewatching it now, and I'm like, this is just this is as good as the first three series now. Mm. And he they put out a statement when he was describing it, just saying that it was going to happen. He also said he said season five. Because that's just like a little bonus thing. Because he, they put the announcement out saying season five is coming incredibly soon. Mm. Uh, and in the announcement it said, so soon in fact, that if you were reading this and you knew when it was coming out, you'd think you'd be thinking, 
why the fuck are we only just hearing about this now? <laughs> and I'm like, that's so exciting. It's literally mm. around the corner. So I reckon that must be coming out like this month. Mm. Um, but uh, go, just watch Arrested Development if you never have. It has a, like a baby Michael Sarah in it. He's not literally a baby, but he was 15. Yeah. It was the first thing he ever did professionally. Probably, probably the first, his first big thing, uh, I, I believe, anyway. And he still looks the same age today. No, actually, he is one of the characters in it that have aged. Okay. So, because that's the thing, you watch it and you're like, wow, Michael Sarah looks young. Yeah. Because he looks young most of the time he anyway. But you watch man. that and you're like, wow, he is really young. Um, but uh, some of the characters just have an age. Like Jessica Walters, um, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman. So all, the, all of these amazing people are in it. Uh, yeah, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Jessica Waters, uh, Portia de Rossi, um, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Ben Stiller makes an appearance at one point <laughs> as like a minor character. Some of the minor characters as well are phenomenal. There's a lawyer called Bob Loblaw, which said in an American voice is like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he runs, <laughs> yeah, and he runs a law blog. So it's Bob Loblaw's law blog. And they all, whenever anyone's talking about it or anything like that, they say it flawlessly. Like, as if it's just nothing. Mm. And, like, uh, there's so many great things about it in that vein that are so well written. And uh, and Tobias, uh, there's a character called Tobias. Uh, Tobias Fumke. And he's so funny. It's played by David Cross. Mm. And he is so funny... Um, because he just says all these like gay sexual innuendos all the time, but doesn't realize he's saying them. Like at one point, he's like, "Would anyone anyone like a banger in the mouth?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, he auditions for the Blue Man Group, and like that's like a big ambition for him is to join mm. the Blue Man Group. And he goes and auditions, but he keeps painting himself blue before like he even goes. So he's Michael walks into the house and there's like blue handprints and stuff around, and then he bumps into Tobias and Tobias is like, oh, sorry, Michael, I'm afraid I just blew myself. <laughs> and it's just it's so good. There's just so so much. Mm. Charlize Theron is in it at one point, um, at playing a British woman with special needs. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the whole thing. They because Michael goes to Little Britain. Which is an area like you know, like a little, oh, like, little, 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 little Korea yeah. town or Chinatown or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is just fantastic. And mm. go and watch the rest of the development if you've never seen it because season five is coming soon. So would recommend. That's one of my favorite shows ever. I would say. So I'm I'm on the series four rewatch at the moment and it's very exciting. Oh my god, you finished yours and I haven't even barely touched my. <laughs> you, you speak for a bit. Uh, yeah, what I was gonna say is like I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. And I didn't talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Have I talked about the bright trousers thing? Uh, not since we've you told me about it before. Yeah, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast. Now. So, one of the things that I like to do in my uh, my fashiony ways is to wear bright trousers. So yesterday, we, me, Brian, and a couple of our friends were all out on the piss. We had a very very good time. At the football. At the football. <laughs> Had football. Sorry, just in. Yeah, you can. We've had a wonderful weekend of football. We've had a fantastic weekend. We went to Cambridge. We went to Cambridge, so so. you might not know, but I'm a Cambridge United fan, and they won five nil. That was a good, good day to come. I don't know if you like your football team. 
Uh, everyone probably has something that means a lot to them, a lot to them personally, and it forms a lot of their identity. Mine is Cambridge United Football Club, mm. and inviting my friends into this very intimate part of my life where, like, I build a lot of my identity, and I'm like, I feel like I'm one one of the big singers at Cambridge United. Mm. Like, definitely, you definitely were. Like, <laughs> I, tr- I try and I try and be as as much of that club as possible, um, and then taking two of my best friends along and then us winning 5-0 mm. that would never ever happen if life wasn't written by like a studio exec yeah. because <laughs> yeah, um, 5-0 and your best mate's there it was great incredible. the only the only disappointment of it was that you so Ben turns around to me when they're 2-0 two two up, up yeah. and goes what are the odds for 8-0 on your betting app and I thought I was like alright I'll have a look it doesn't go to 8-0 the highest you can get is 6-0. He was like, what are the odds for that? 100 to 1. Take a quid on it. <laughs> and it gets, so we get to four goals and we're like, just two more. And the fifth goal goes in and we're literally all bouncing well, with yeah. excitement. <laughs> like, and we're just like, come on, just one more, one more, one more. And then uh, who was it? That- Jake Carroll, our inexperienced left back. So our striker, put our experienced 36-year-old striker, Barry Core, puts a cross into our inexperienced like 22 year old left back and he hits it and it goes higher than the sun <laughs> <laughs> it has entered orbit it's the fastest yeah. travelling man made object it was a shame mm. could have won 100 quid could have won 100 quid but still a great day at the football it was a very good day at the football and then and then and then and then yesterday uh, so I'm a Bournemouth FC fan we were away at Sutton United and uh we won. So, two. so just for context, Borenwood FC have never played in the football league. No. So they are currently in the national league, which is the one below the football. So league two, one below league. And two. this is the highest they have ever been. Ever. Full stop. In their history. Um, it's a good time to be a Borenwood fan. It is a very good time to be a Borenwood fan. Uh, and this was a playoff semi-final for the playoffs to uh, if to you, get promoted to get promoted to the football league. Um, we won 3-2, which means we're going to Wembley. Yeah, so we're if they win that game... to Wembley... But forget winning that game, mm. first off. We are going to Wembley for our first time ever. I did not know that. Yeah, the, sorry. No, this is our first time yeah. ever at Wembley. That's why we were so excited. That's why we were saying, even if we lose that game, we've been to Wembley. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's a very exciting time. And that's why we've been drinking all weekend. Um... <laughs> Because of football, essentially. And so, I left uh, Brian and our friends um, on the train, and I got off of the train, and I was in my green trousers, because you know what? I'm going to get dressed up for Boringwood v Sutton. It's a big game. <laughs> Sutton v Boringwood. Sutton v, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I get off the train, and I walk, like, just towards my bike, because I'm not that drunk, and I, so I want to pick up my bike. Da, da, da. And I walk past this guy, and I've got my headphones in, and he just goes, fucking prick, with your green trousers, puff. And I'm like, and so I look at him, and I just like put my arms out in a sort of, what? And he stares at me, and he stares at me, and then his, his partner who's at the cash point is like, oh, come on, Mark, let's go, come on, Mark, let's go. And he doesn't take his eyes off me. I'm like, 
what the fuck like yeah, Jesus I, but but because we'd had such a fantastic weekend yeah. and like we'd had such a long weekend particularly i was yeah. like i'm too tired to deal with your shit like yeah. i want to get my bike and i want to go home yeah. so i i leave and i get my bike and then cycling home i'm like the only time that i get abuse on the street is when i'm wearing interest because i'm not a very interesting person to look at Generally, oh, like you are, <laughs> like I, I look fairly standard. <laughs> You're so then, a white man. Yeah, so, the, so then of average height. <laughs> well, slightly less than average height. Well, actually, I might be average height. It's relatively average height, I'd um, say at least. But but yeah, so then um, I, I I start thinking like the only time that I get this sort of abuse is when I'm wearing interesting trousers. So I wonder what it's like if I couldn't take my trousers off, mm. like because I choose when I put my trousers on, and they are a large part of my personality, and that I think that they represent who I am quite well. I would agree. Yeah. Um, but also I can take them off and I can be anonymous whenever I want to. Um, obviously if I if I'm taking my trousers off in public, I'm not that anonymous. <laughs> You're <laughs> gonna be quite the, the centre of attention. If I probably. take them off at home and put some normal trousers on, yeah. um, but then that made me think about like. What if I was, well, it's not very fun to be a woman in public. It's not very fun to be an ethnic minority. Or imagine if I was wearing hijab or mm. any sort of thing that marked me out as different. If Even if I was like a goth or something like that, that would be, I would be dealing with that 24-7. And I would have to be on guard for some prick to come out of the woodwork and be like, you're a fucking dickhead because I don't like the way you dress or I don't like the way you looked. And it's like... I, I, it, it was a real watershed moment for me to be like, actually, I choose to put myself in this position and I can deal with that because yeah. it's like, whatever, I can always take refuge from that and I never felt like I was in danger and I feel like if anyone tried to start on me, I would have a lot of public support because I don't look like someone that other people would be like, well, he probably, probably deserves it, doesn't he? Mm. Um... But yeah, it, it just made me think like, actually, that is a level of privilege that I have is like just to walk down the street in peace. Yeah. I, you know, saying that, I remember at university, uh, I had a f- friend who was gay uh, and he dyed his hair blue. Mm. And that, like on like day two of him having blue hair, someone shouted faggot at him across the street. Mm. And that was a really like big deal for him. Like that really like he was incredibly unhappy about it and you know and because you know it just it just that it just reminded me of that essentially mm. like i don't really have i don't know if i have a bigger point to make no because but, but i think you know that is you know what you're saying is is very true you know you choose to wear those trousers and that's fine that is a part of your identity but at the end of the day yeah you don't really have any you, you know you're you are a, a straight white man yeah kind of I've got thing. a lot of privilege to go along with yeah. my self-elected trousers yeah um so yeah and ju- just the idea that I don't think about anyone else I don't think about what I look like to anyone else mm. normally like I walk down the street with my partner if I've got one at the time um like holding their hand and yeah. and I don't really give a shit if anyone sees me and then the idea that like someone could run out of a pub and glass me for it yeah that's totally alien the, the, the only time I really think about what I'm wearing is if I'm going to the football and I want to make sure I'm not wearing a colour that uh, the is the wrong colour, opposite team's colour, and that's <laughs> that's crazy. Or you know, if I'm going, 
I say the only time I could think about what I'm wearing. I think about what I'm wearing all the time. I'm not going to pretend I don't think about what I'm wearing all the time. I'm currently wearing shorts and a t-shirt because it's hot. Mm. But and I wore you know, that's what I wore yesterday. But normally I like wearing a lot of black, for example, because that's what I think I look best in. It's, <laughs> it's quite a flattering colour mm. or lack of colour, I suppose. But I do think about what I'm wearing all the time because mm. that is kind of the society we live in, I think that it feels yeah, like I think it's very human. you should care about what you look like. And I feel like that is exactly why you wear green or bright trousers because that is, yeah, I like, you want that to be a part of who you are. Yeah. And that is exactly that. And that's completely fine. And that I think is the point I'm trying to make. Mm. I don't really know where I was going with that. No. <laughs> I, I started off with a point and then it, I it like waffled my way out of it. <laughs> so, um, let's get this, this last beer going. This last bit, which is a 6%. That's a big old boy. So this is a piston head full amber lager. Um, a quality piston head product brewed with selected citra hops. Dry hopped with citra and cascade. Pray silence for the crack. I've been having to do these all very yeah, it slowly is. because it's this one's more lively than the others. They're I think. lively boys. I'll tell you what was a nice thing that happened at the football actually is one of our friends said, "Oh, have you heard of those Beastie Boys Brewery?" And me and Brian were <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> like, "Don't you mean called Yeasty, Yeasty Boys?" boys. <laughs> We run a podcast about beer, just so you know. Because all he could see was Easty Boys on yeah. the camera, essentially. And it was very, it was a very snobby moment for us, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's quite nice. I, I quite like that, though, because I don't get that much opportunity to be a beer snob. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're slowly getting there. We are. After we do this for like a year, hopefully we'll be able to. Mm. We've tried so many beers. We have. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Aside, even, even not with this podcast, I've mm. tried a tremendous amount of beer. And then add on top all the ones that we do on this, like, drink on this podcast. First off, that's probably I probably drink far too much, but, <laughs> but um, the range um, mm. that of of different types of beer that we've tried is is fun. It's so fun, I think. Um, and so on the nose, it's less citrusy than the mango beer or whatever it was. Mango or melon. That smells very strong to me. It, but it, stick yeah. your face in and get it, a good whiff. Yeah, Mishnoz is burning. Like I sniffed that and I was like, that smells like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> so this should be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go in for the first sip. Chink. We have to say chink now. <laughs> we do. Maybe we shouldn't use that word. Yeah. It? Maybe clink would be a better word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a better word. Actually, no, we really shouldn't. Yeah, no, yeah. We were just talking about the sound it makes when we hit our cups together. Yeah, that was, that was so unaware. <laughs> Especially considering the conversation we just had. Mm. It's alright though. It tastes strong. Or it you does, can it does really feed strong. it like here. Yeah, it's like hits your jowls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. It's a good beer though. Oh. All of these have been pretty nice though. Mm, yeah, I'm, that's the thing. Hot summer, well, summer? Is it summer? It's nearly there. We're still spring, technically. Hot spring bank holiday mm. is the time for just some light beers with your buds, drinking beers with your buds. Definitely. Making repetitions, drinking beers. <laughs> <laughs> with your buds. <laughs> uh, talking about friends there, not uh, 
any other kind of bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this has been this has been fun this week. It's just been relaxed. Like yeah, it's been relatively relaxed. Oftentimes we have more of an agenda, mm. and I feel like the best. The, the best times are when we don't have any real kind of agenda. Yeah, because quite often what we'll do before we do the podcast is like, I want to talk about this, 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 and this. Mm. And you go, I want to talk about this, 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 and this. And <laughs> we talk about one of those things each or something. Yeah. yeah. Although, actually, one thing I did want to talk about, because um, we kept talking about it over the weekend, is this, there's like the idea of fan cultures. And I, yeah, I like this idea. It's really, I've, I just found it really interesting, because, you know, because we go to the football and we're very passionate. I mean, yesterday... I sang so much that I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is very yeah hoarse today. Um, I I think you can definitely tell you with definitely my tell voice. With you, yeah, yeah. Um, and I sang louder yesterday than I ever have before at a football game, and more. You sang louder than most people. <laughs> I really put the effort in yesterday. You did, um, and it was just so much fun. But you know. That's the, it's the thing that really interests me is that I try and always be really conscious of what I'm saying, who I'm saying it to, and being really nice. And then I get <laughs> to the football and I'm like, Sutton's a shit hole. I want to go home. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> and you know, and I'm telling people to fuck off. And mm. you know, I would ne- never. Yeah, never in, in the street would you call someone an absolute wanker. Yeah, but at the football, or like it's the chant best wanker thing at them. Yeah, but then, but then that's but the, the the interesting thing that I find about it is that as soon as the game is over, it's like, oh, that was during the match. Mm. So everyone's kind of like understanding, and it's just like, oh, you know, what was said during the game was said during the game, mm. now it's whatever. And you know, before the game, I was having a nice conversation with some fans from the other team. And then we get there and we're like, your support is fucking shit. Yeah. You know, so it's, <laughs> and I just, uh, yeah, I just find it incredible. Like the whole idea of fan cultures and just, it's a group of 11 people kicking a ball about mm. and we get so impassioned by it. Yeah. And people beat the shit out of each other over it. Someone, mm. a Liverpool fan got stabbed in Rome. Yeah. Just because Liverpool were playing Rome. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Because some people were kicking a ball about. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, that, that's what I find really interesting about sport. Because I've only really been interested in sport for the last four years, really. Mm. Before that, I just... It just wasn't really doing anything for me. I liked ice hockey for a long time. For about the last eight, seven, eight years. Mm. Um, but I was always a, sort of a casual watcher online or anything. And that sort of thing. And then, but as soon as I started getting into football, that everything changed. Now sport is like one of my favourite hobbies or pastimes or things mm. to watch. Um, and how quickly that changed, I think, for me is interesting. But I think it's easy to see exactly how uh, strange it is yeah. that, that these things are the way they are mm. because of that. I, I think that there's, there's two points that I want to make. One is that it's almost like a um, like a Venetian carnival or something like that. Like, right. all rules are off. Yeah. You that It's like anarchy for 90 minutes, and you yeah. call the referee a C-U-N-T, <laughs> and you shout abuse at someone, and you're like, I fucking hate you, you're a bastard! Yeah. And afterwards, you return to society, and I think that that's like, that's quite a, um, a limiting 
but a, a welcomingly limiting factor on your behaviour is like, I can only misbehave for the next 90 minutes. And even then, you there's still there limits. There are rules, yeah. You, like, you'll still never shout anything racist or, yeah. like, sexist or anything like that. And you, like, do you know what I mean? And you'll yeah. never, you'll never actually, like, all the stewards like at the, the game yesterday, yeah. for example... They even even during the game, I was like, "You guys have been so good to us." Mm. You know, we're 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 away fans, so this wasn't even our stewards. He was stewards for this other team, and I was, you know, saying like, "Actually, tr- thank you so much for being as great as you have been to us today," because we've been quite rowdy. So I, I don't know if you were there, but I tried to start a chant. You've got the best stewards in the world. Yeah, I was going decent stewards, decent stewards. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no one else joined in. Yeah, but. Uh, so they, they were good. Yeah, so you know, despite all of it, there are still limits um that we are still very sort of aware of and no mm. one really crosses those lines. No. Even even like the rowdiest hoodlums never cross those lines as well, to be fair. So mm. or rarely do anyway, and if they do they get kicked out. It's you know. But so. but I was saying that there's an interesting thing about fan culture because you were saying you were trying to predict the team for the match mm. and you said look at that picture that is so and so the back of so and so's head <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so uh, what what i try, what i was saying to brian is like the definition of fan culture is knowing what someone's head looks like the from the back, back. Of someone's head, yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah it's crazy and the, and the fact that it's you know it doesn't just apply to sport you know people you, we our thing is sport mm. um but also music yeah you know i have cried at concerts before Mm. and i've you know been so impassioned by music before that i have it's just been like a euphoric experience and and then and then there's people that will make an entire account on twitter to post only things devoted to one YouTuber. Mm. And it's uh, it's incredibly interesting, which is kind of why I don't like the idea of being famous. I don't like being the... F- I don't think I like the idea of, of being the focus of that level of fan culture. <laughs> I think that doing a podcast, even if this became a massive podcast, we still wouldn't be the focus of that level of fan culture. Mm. Because it's still... M- as podcasts aren't impersonal, I don't think. Because when I'm listening you, to a podcast, I often feel like I'm sat there with the person just Yeah, you're part them. of the conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's, And I think that you are. Like we, but we you don't, want you to be part of the conversation. But you're listening to us. Yeah. You don't see us. Even though we don't hide who we are or anything. You know, on our Instagram, there's pictures of us and whatever. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's just... I just think that's why I don't like the idea of, of being the focus of that and being of being famous for that reason, mm. or at least being like really famous anyway. I, I mean, I know that I've talked about my uh, personality profile yeah. uh, on here before, but my personality profile is the star, and that I get very very bored if things aren't about me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanna if you wanna be my super fan, be my super fan. <laughs> One half of us can be famous. And the other <laughs> yeah, but I think we should probably. Uh, about wrap it up. Yeah, we should finish up here. It's been a really. I feel like it's been a good podcast. It has, and uh, I've really, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the beers, 
And it's been nice to do it on a bank holiday. Because mm. today feels more like a Sunday than yesterday did. It does. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully you saw our uh, Instagram post saying about how it would be out today instead of yesterday. And we'll try and put out another Instagram post if I can find a good enough picture. <laughs> uh, no, I'll have to find something, I guess. I might just take a picture of Ben's jeans. You might get a nice, <laughs> nice crotch shot. Yeah, that's what they subscribe for. <laughs> I'll give you crotch and butt. Yeah. It, what? That sounded, yeah, that was maybe not the best choice of words, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, check out all our social media and get in touch with us if you've got any suggestions, recommendations, mm. any thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. It makes our day. We like hearing anything that you are thinking about the podcast. Um, it does make our day. Even now, even on our 13th episode. This is our 13th episode, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, see, we're at that point now where we're losing track. Mm. But it's nice to uh, still be doing it. And yeah, I don't. I hope this never ends. Me too. We're holding hands. Even in death. Well, you're holding my wrist. Can oh, we actually... I'm holding your wrist. There we go. Now we're holding hands. He has hands. very large hands and his wrists are smaller. <laughs> oh, speaking of actually, my hand really hurts today. But, uh, this is a fucking fan culture moment. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday I we were in... The stand we were in was so... It was quite short. Mm. It was quite a short stand, wasn't it? And it was all corrugated metal. I mean, it was short for some people. So while we were singing the songs... I was punching the corrugated metal in time to the songs to create a beat going. Kind of like if you had a drum, but we don't have a drum because we're not fucking wankers. Ah, um, uh, let's not disparage <laughs> drums. <laughs> yeah, Cambridge have a drum, that's why I said that. Um, I but really yeah, like the drummer. I was actually punching the ceiling of the uh, of the stand because it was the, actually the easiest. It was easier to punch closest, that than it was to punch the... Closest uh, surface. Yeah. Um, so actually today my hand is mildly swollen and I can't really close a fist properly without it hurting and I have a cut on my knuckle as well. I'm really sorry that I grabbed your hand in the way that I did then. No, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a lot better. I keep sort of flexing it and like Mm. doing that and it's, you know, it's not too bad, but, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's my stupid fucking thing I did yesterday. I won't be able to do that at Wembley, so that's all Mm. right. Um, if you do punch the roof at Wembley, (laughs) I mean, I'm tall enough. Um, but yes, we will see you in about two weeks' time. Mm. And thank you so much for listening, as uh, always. Yeah, I know I love you. Didn't didn't you already propose? Oh, maybe. Well, you, you can propose a couple. Weeks you can ago. still love someone after you propose. I like. think I think you got. I think I do is next week's one. I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.